So, have you ever sat at your desk at work or maybe uh, spent some time fantasizing at home, thinking about your career and how you wish you had the freedom to travel, see the world, drink the finest wines or beers or maybe taste the finest food and still get paid and just have all kinds of control over your life? Well, I know somebody, a very fascinating person who I met on social media a few years ago. We've kept in close contact. I've been a part of her uh, Global Foodie Friends team in the process. And she is Lisa Truesdell, who hopefully I said the name right. We practiced <laughs> before we started. She is the founder, director, and a writer at Dreams Abroad, and also for the aforementioned Global Foodie Friends. Lisa, thanks for taking some time out of your busy schedule on this beautiful Saturday afternoon. Hi, thank you for having me. How are, how are you today, everybody? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing well, and uh, this is Lisa's first uh, podcast experience. Yes. So. Round of applause for her for taking the leap and joining me on Mark My Words. And uh, this is a new experience for both of us and really a uh, new experience for you right now because everything going on, your life and work and travel have slowed down quite a bit, hasn't it? For for me, right? For you, yeah. For me, okay. Yeah, so... For me, I, a little bit about Dreams Abroad, I, since I'm, um, since I'm a writer, you know, and if I'm not traveling, I, I, I'm pretty much introverted. So I'm at home, I can do everything online and, and um, that part of what I do doesn't really change pace. But for um, the team of, of writers that I have, um, you know, I can pretty much be anywhere and, and do, you know, dreams abroad and, and, and work with them, you know, from anywhere. Right. So, um, I think one of the questions you had asked me, um, a long time ago, Mark was, you know, how do you, do you have staff or, or how does it all work? And, um, to answer your question, um, it's, we're a team of volunteers. Um, we, we right now, I'm not as impacted as I see some of our, our team members. Um, in Spain, for example, um, two of our team members, you know, they, they can't leave their house. So they're more impacted right now and, and can't really even leave their front door. Whereas I can go outside and appreciate um, the, the, not really the park, but if I need to take a walk or, or go outside, I can do that. Whereas some of our team members um, that are strictly volunteer, which is which is part of what I'm very proud about, um, they they can't they can't enjoy the outside. So um, it is impacting them more so than it is me. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I mean, if they're volunteering and you're steering the ship, big difference there. Yeah. Um, so let's steer into something a little lighter than I guess what we're going through right now. Mm -hmm. One of the things I've always been curious about with the yeah. kind of career and lifestyle that 
you've been maintaining is how exactly do you not only get into this type of work, but how how are you successful? Like how can how are you able to maintain all of this? Sure. So Dreams Abroad is has been a side project. Um, it's been a passion project of mine and, and many others, right? So we've created it in um, 26, 2016, wow. Um, and it started when, how you can get involved is, is there's, there's many different roads you can take. Um, but my specific road was I um, got my master's at um, Florida State University in um, foreign and second language. Um, and I went abroad and taught English. Um, that's how, you know, I know many people, uh, are able to go abroad and get paid while then being able to do, like you said, travel and do you know certain things while making an income. Um, there are some others that I do know um, that have been able to go abroad and do nannying or, or certain certain other jobs that that are actually on the site um, and able to that have actually written pieces for for Dreams Abroad about certain jobs that they've done. Um, but my specific um, journey was that I went to um, to Spain, to Madrid, Spain in 2016, and I taught English, and um, I was just able to travel and, and uh, make an income, and in Spain, there's a lot of holidays, so I picked a country that likes to celebrate, and um, we had a lot of three-day, four-day weekends, Some day, sometimes there was two days in a week, um, depending. And so pretty much I was teaching and then I was also, um, you know, writing. And I had, when I went to Spain, I, I'm pretty um, I'm determined. And as I've gotten older in life, I create goals for myself. And so before I went to Spain, I knew that I wanted to, um, A, learn the language, um, B, I wanted to um, get better at my teaching skills because that's what I, I graduated with. Um, C, I wanted to become a better writer. So that's where the Dreams Abroad component came, came in. And then I also wanted to create a website. So while being there, we had extra time while we were teaching. And um, I knew that when I was there, because I have the education background, that's what I got my master's in, I knew that I wanted to find out more about the teaching structure in Madrid. And so I made friends with different Americans that were there in different school systems. And that's when I realized there was a lot of um, things to talk about, all right? So they were all traveling in different places that I wasn't traveling to. They had things that they wanted to talk about. And so their motivations were similar to mine. And that's when we all decided like we wanted to, um, you know, to write and to, instead of all, all of us creating our own websites, let's put it together and make one website where we could share resources for other travelers. And that's pretty much what we do. That's amazing. So rather than taking like an affiliate marketing route or something like that, mm -hmm. where a lot of things I've read online, they try to feed you that as the way right. to do it. You right. instead had a much more organic and frankly realistic 
experience with all of this. Right. Yeah, it is for sure. Yeah. So really what happened was we all, and I'm not going to name the company, but we, we all ended up going through this program first. That's how I met some of the other expats, uh, some of the other Americans and didn't have the best experience um, with the company. And um, I'm sure you've read through some of my pieces while I was there um, in 2017, after coming back home for Christmas, my grandmother passed away. And so it was, it was just this, um, the timing was, was right, right? So in the beginning in 2016, I had started writing and that was part of the writing goal. And I was actually, had started writing a few pieces for this company. And when I was writing the pieces, I realized that the pieces weren't going anywhere. And I was like, where are they going? And I was writing some of them in honor of my grandmother and talking about this dementia and that she, you know, where she was going and that I was away from home. And, you know, they were really personal pieces, right? It's like, where are they going? And then, then I had actually started in one of these pieces saying that I wanted to use this, um, these pieces in a way to channel my connection to my grandmother, which is part of why I picked Madrid and Spain because I'm half Puerto Rican and my ancestors were from Mallorca. So that was all part of that. And then I decided to, um, after starting to interview other teachers, it just all came together after I came back from, um, after I came back from the U.S. in January, my grandmother passed away and it just all came together. It was like, okay, let's make the Dreams Abroad website. And it was a dedication to my grandmother in her, in her memory. And now as time has evolved, all of those original team members, not all of them, but some of them have unfortunately lost someone in their family or someone close to them. And now we've built like a legacy wall and, you know, things have, have transpired. They, we, we've grown, we've progressed and it's, it's become something so much more than just the beginning when we were interviewing each other and, you know, making these resources for people, um, you know, that, that wanted to come and teach abroad. Like you're saying, how do you get abroad? How do you teach abroad? Um, or how do you, you know, travel abroad and make money? Well, for us, you know, we traveled abroad and we, um, we were teaching abroad and traveling. Um, there, when I moved back home, I then started to work at a university where I realized there was another channel and another way you could travel abroad, um, not necessarily making money, but we, I realized I could still, because I was, I was a little bit upset. I was like, maybe, well, I was upset because I, I wasn't abroad still, but I realized I can still use Dreams Abroad as a way to capture students' stories at the university I was teaching at, and um, I did. So I was, I was still getting, our team was still submitting pieces, you know, and I was doing, I'm doing this at night. So at this point I was working at a university, but then still, you know, cranking out dreams abroad. Um, and it's still going, which is, which is great. So it's had its ebbs and flows. And, and like I said, it's still progressed and turned into something that I never thought 
it would turn into, right? So now we actually have a staff member, which is an editor and me, and then we have um, a contractor who's a designer who does our web design and who actually puts in photos and things like that. So we do have two other members that are here locally. And then we have our, you know, our volunteer writers and things like that. So it's really gotten to be something that when I first landed in, in Madrid, never thought it would be. And so again, to answer your question, um, at the university, um, it, we made it into study abroad too. So we took students who, I guess they weren't at the, at their, you know, they weren't old enough and they hadn't graduated yet. So it, it, it's, it went from teach abroad. We also have teachers to studying abroad. And then we, we combine those components and we have those resources for students who want to study abroad. So a lot of our, our teach abroad and teachers who have, you know, who are still abroad right now, um, and who are working, they also had studied abroad. So I was able to pull in their experiences too, our, our current team members. And, you know, for example, Emma, she had studied a year abroad in Denmark, came back, graduated, and then moved to Spain for three years and was living. So she's been, she's been everywhere. Um, and we have her portfolio and all of her resources and everything on our, our website. Like if you have, if you ever want to go to Denmark, you know, you can contact Emma. And so that's kind of what we do. We, we, what we want to do is we want to provide an honest, um, straightforward resource for students who are looking to go abroad. Um, professionals like you, who, if you're looking to have, if you have a question or if, even if you want to travel or, or if there's anything that you might want to, um, you know, if you want to go to Madrid and just take a trip, we've had people that have emailed me. I've had people email me, Hey, I'm looking to go to, to Madrid. What can I do in Madrid? I've helped them too. So it's grown. Wow. That's pretty remarkable. I mean, you hear about this kind of stuff all the time <laughs> yeah. and you don't think it's real or you find a catch, but everybody listening, this is the real deal, <laughs> which is pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, so you spent time in Spain. What was your favorite thing about that time? Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> that's a hard question, Mark. Um, I, there's so many good memories. Um, there's a lot of good memories. Um, I think it's, well, Spending time in Spain allowed me to learn another culture. And so in learning that other culture, I was able to understand a different way of life. And I was able to appreciate how to not be so, um, uh, what's the way to put it? Um, in Spain, it's, it's no pasa nada. So it's, it's very, um, no worries, right? It's, it's very relaxed. It's very relaxed. We take a siesta and it's from, everything shuts down at, at two and we don't come back to work until five. So 
it, it was very hard at first to adjust to that. It took me about three months to adjust to that lifestyle. Wow. It would probably take me like one day. That sounds incredible. <laughs> yeah, sign yeah. me up. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it's, it was great. But for me, it, I'm not, and now I'm, now I'm somewhere in the middle. It, 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 it changed me. Right. So when you live somewhere like that and you, it, it did. And now I'm, I'm, I'm not as, you know, go, 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 go. I'm a little bit more, um, you know, relaxed and, and every place you travel, you, um, you take a little bit with you, a little bit back, you know, part of that. And that's the first place I ever went was, was when I was getting my master's, I went to Colombia. Um, well, I, 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 the first solo place was Puerto Rico, but I mean like the first place I actually lived, um, was Medellin, Colombia. And I, I was there for a summer and I, I didn't speak Spanish that well. Um, and I'll tell you, I, I just recently went back um, this last November. And like I said, one of my goals was to, um, to learn Spanish. And I encourage anyone, um, like you said, about traveling and, and to do it, to, to go and to, to put yourself out of your, your comfort zone because it, it, it's, it's remarkable. Like I, I knew my goal was to learn Spanish, but I even thought when I came back after the year that in Madrid that I was going to lose some of that Spanish and I did, but then going back in, in 2019 after when I was there in 2015, I didn't really know that much Spanish. I realized how much I had grown and that's my goal. You know, that's, that's a goal, right? So when I put myself in these situations, it's self growth, right? So that's, you know, and, and, um, it's been, it's been good. So something that I overlooked when preparing for this episode, so last week I had a guest, Megan Miller, her uh-huh. whole life revolves around uh, teaching Spanish. And uh-huh. part of that conversation for me was about how I never learned Spanish. I chose to take five years of German instead. <laughs> and just the last episode, I'm like, man, I regret not thinking Spanish. And this episode here is uh, helping to confirm that even more. I really wish I would have taken Spanish. <laughs> but, well, do you remember any of the German at all that you took? I remember the swear words. I remember how to count. And I can tell you that I like to drink cola. And I think whenever I read German, I'm like, okay, I can kind of like follow it. Mm -hmm. It's up there somewhere. I'm sure someday it'll do me some good, if not for comic relief on this show. But yeah, uh, yeah, I I really, I should have taken Spanish. Did you have Spanish before? Spain? Yeah, so I did. I, I, so this is interesting. My, my, I grew up in a household. My, my grandmother's from Puerto Rico. So my, my grandmother and my, and my mother would speak Spanish and my aunt, they would all speak Spanish, but my grandmother 
did not want me to learn Spanish because in back in the day, um, it was a very different time. Um, it's, it was just a very different time growing up for her, um, coming to the States and knowing Spanish. We'll just say that. Well, I'll leave it at that. (laughs) It was, it was very different, um, where she was growing up. So she wanted her, you know how grandparents always want their children to be different and to have different things than what they experienced. So I, you know, I, um, she wanted me to travel later on in life, but I, I think she, it was just a protection thing for her. She was very protective and, um, just, you know, wanted all of her grandkids to, to, you know, she was, she was very, um, such a, she was a very sweet woman, but just, you know, kind of endured some difficulties and challenges throughout her, her, her younger years. We'll just leave it. Yeah. I, I can understand where you're coming from and yeah, my not knowing Spanish isn't giving me any kind of hardship. Yeah. But I do think that is disqualified me from getting jobs that would have probably been pretty good. Yeah. Now. Yeah. 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 I know for a fact that it is uh, either while applying or even before, sometimes at this point I'll say, there's no way I have every other thing, but I don't have Spanish. And it's like, you must have Spanish. Yeah. But you, but back then, you know, in the in the sixties and seventies, you you would have never known that that would have been a skill that you needed to have, you know. Yeah. So um, it's it's just. Well, I think by the nineties I knew, but you did. Oh, I I think I knew, but my last name is Schmidt. I have pretty strong German heritage, so I'm like, well, I gotta take German, you know? That's just have logical. You, <laughs> have you been to Germany? Have you ever been? Not yet. Oh I my gosh. To. You need to go. Yeah. Well, I, Maybe I, it'll come out. Maybe you'll go and you'll be able to understand what they're saying and it'll just all come together. Well, I have a uh, friend of mine, he was an exchange student when I was a senior in high school, I always tell myself I'm going to go to Germany, if nothing else, just to visit him, just to give me a reason to (laughs) go over. So it's on my docket. Someday I'm going to do it. But yeah, Yeah. I I don't necessarily regret taking all that German, but I should have spent a year or two of Spanish in there. So this is what happened to me. I... I took Spanish in high school and then in college, I always wanted to go to, I always wanted to go to Paris. So I took French. And so my French was pretty good. My teacher was French. I knew, I knew, you know, I'm not going to say I was proficient in any way because I wasn't, but I was pretty good. I, 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 I mean, this was a long time ago, but, um, and this is in one of my, my, my stories, my blog post about solo travel. I never got to go. I wanted to study abroad. And that's part of 
the story. Like I finally got to go abroad later on in life. Unfortunately, my grandma was ill, but I waited years to go. Um, I was going to go in my early 20s and then 9-11 happened and it was just a scary time. And so I didn't go. Um, but I, that was, that was, that was my dream. And so I, when I was in, you know, I was living abroad, I, I finally, I finally got to go to France and I didn't know the French that I thought I knew. <laughs> Let's just say Spanish is, I know, I know more, I know a lot more Spanish than I do French. It's very difficult. It's very difficult to understand with their accent. It's beautiful. It's my favorite mm -hmm. language though. That's by far. <laughs> well, you touched on something that I think I want to, I guess I want to try to connect when you started dreams abroad and mm -hmm. when you started traveling. Yeah. What, what were you doing before then that kind of led you to dreams abroad and where you're at now? So before the traveling, I, so I was getting my degree. I was getting my master's degree. Um, I got my master's degree in education. And then before that I was doing, uh, I was teaching. Um, and before that I lived in, I lived in DC. I, uh, I worked in, in policy. Um, and I also, um, I, I worked at the Red Cross, the American Red Cross for a little while. And I've always, um, and I think I, I, I get this from my grandmother. Um, I've always wanted to, and I had a, I had a really, I had someone ask me this when I was with the Red Cross. They asked me, Lisa, cause I, I, I feel like, you know, in this day and age, like most people don't stay at a job for 20 years. My dad stayed at a job for his entire life, right? He got out of the Navy and then he went, he went to accounting school and then he had his own company and then he just recently retired after being with this company for I don't even know, like over 25 years, right? Um, that's just not what our generation does. Like we don't have, I've, I haven't been at a job for, you know, 10 years, right? It's just I've, not. I've had at least 20 jobs in my life. That's right. Not, that's not an exaggeration. <laughs> but I think it's who make it, I think it's what makes, and this is the way that I look at it. I think it's, it, it makes us, more developed professionals you know what i'm saying like it gives us more skills to be able to have to offer to other employers right like my dad is very don't get me wrong like he's he was very a very good accountant at that certain skill set right but then again like he never really left the house he worked at home he was you know he just that's just really all he did right so um I forget where I was, what, what you, what were the original question was? Uh, basically, uh, what you were doing prior to uh, living what I consider oh, yes. the ultimate dream. Yeah, so the Red Cross. So I had a, I had a, um, a boss asked me, what is it that you want to do? Because throughout every position that I've held, you know, sometimes in life, we don't always love the job that we're at, especially when we're younger, right? We don't, you know, we don't know, especially when we're in our early twenties, right? At least for me, right? Like I, I, I've held many, you know, I, I've worked as a, I worked as a server because it's a job that you have to do to make money. Right. 
So throughout all of our experiences in life, you know, you always question, you know, what, what is it that, what's my, what is it my purpose? What is it that I really want to do? Right. And I've had a lot of those, those, those moments, right? It's even when you, when I was abroad, right? Like you, you, you question it, especially when you live abroad out of everything that I've ever done in my life, I'm telling you, Mark, that will, it not only did it change me, but it made me realize how much I appreciated my family. You know, you just, you just become a stronger person. Like you realize you can pretty much do anything. Cause if you're speaking a different language to someone that you don't know and you're getting by, like, you just, everything is just, your day is that much more difficult because you have to get by and understand how to get by in a different language. So when that person asked me, what is it that you want to do? I always kept reflecting on that. And I knew I want to help people. That was what I would, cause I realized I worked at the Red Cross. I volunteered at a, at a, at a hospital. I did, you know, on my off time, I did certain things. And I knew that it didn't have to be a specific role in order to help people, but that each role that I was in, no matter what it was, was helping me to put and add different tools to my toolkit, right? To, be to better myself to then get to the next role. And I think when I hit 30 was when, well, I don't think, I know that when I hit 30 years old was when I started to become more adventurous in, uh, in trying to realize more about that latin part of me right my grandmother she was getting older and that's when i like with the dreams abroad part um i wanted to know about puerto rico i had never been and my grandmother kept talking about it because as her dementia started to kick in um it was louis body and she so she was talking more about um her past uh rather than what was happening right now I wanted to go, I wanted to go to Puerto Rico. So that was my first solo trip there. And that was when I never stopped after that. I mean, I, I just picked up a Spanish book. I enrolled in some Spanish courses here in the US. And that was when I, you know, I realized I'm like, I want, I, I want to, I want to help people, but I also, I also want to teach English because I know that I, I, I can do this and and I know that I have a skill set where I want to help people right and and that was when in my master's degree when I enrolled and in, in got into my master's degree um I knew that um I wanted to go abroad I wanted to go and where I picked was Medellin Colombia um it just so happened that the study abroad office at my campus um had a pamphlet for an internship program that was there and that's where I went. And that was the first, like, you know, I guess experience that was, that opened the floodgates, you know, to the international part. Like Puerto Rico was, this is where your life is changing. Then like this, you know, this Medellin experience of, of helping people abroad and actually going into classrooms of, you know, students that were of the ages between five years old and 10 and going into secondary classrooms and then literally never seeing an American or hearing our accent. It, you know, it was life changing for me because I, um, I, it, it, there were two sides to the coin, right? I had my grandmother who always, you know, was like, yeah, you know, she wanted me to speak English 
And then I had this skill of speaking English to students who didn't know and had never heard my accent, right? So um, it was like a beautiful, I don't know, it wasn't, I don't want to say epiphany, but it was like this moment of like, I love doing this. And then when I got to Spain um, and I started the Dreams Abroad website, and like you said, how do you travel by making money? Um, that was really it. I, I met other expats and, you know, my grandmother, the last, one of the last conversations I had with her, she told me, Lisa, I want you to be happy. And, um, you know, she knew, and, and she, I know that, she, you know, we were on really good terms before she passed because the last time I saw her was Christmas Eve. And, um, that was when I flew back. And then she was, she was pretty much lucid at that time. We had a really good moment together. And then, um, it was like, she was waiting for me to come home almost. I came home from Spain. Um, and then 15 days later she passed away. So, we said our goodbyes and then I started dreams abroad and we haven't stopped since. And I, it's just been a, um, a dream, you know? Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Story. So, and yeah. I feel like my life has been building up to something, uh, kind of similarly, especially over the past like four years. And, uh, just everything that you had to say and the, the changes, you know, just from going from policy in DC to traveling the world and doing all the great things you're doing now. I mean, if anybody had told me four years ago that I'd be putting myself on camera and doing a podcast, I would have said, there's no way in hell that I would be doing something like this. But it all started for me when I got promoted at my job from, I guess that was like seven years ago now, got promoted as a manager, got to see that, wow, I have a real positive impact on my staff and I'm having a yeah. positive impact on the workplace and bringing up all of our uh, numbers, all the corporate stuff that they, uh, they say they care about, I guess. And uh, just kind of has gone from one thing to the other. Started putting myself out there on social media. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. And the more I've gotten to know people and the more they've encouraged me, the more I've veered away. Even though I still do write my blog on occasion. I have something I'm writing right now that I'm eventually going to post. But it's kind of like been kicked to the wayside because I think this whole wanting to meet people like in this capacity and talk to them and get to mm -hmm. know them and just putting myself out there and speaking, that's always been within me. But I didn't learn that I really had it in me and felt like I was at least decent at it until... I was put in some of those situations and mm -hmm. it's amazing the journey in life and what you learn and 
I feel like you have more than uh, learned what the journey can give you and teach you. Yeah, I, um, I think we, I have. Thanks, Mark. I, I, and I, I feel like you have too. I think we've connected on that level, you know, yeah. and I think every time you would post on Twitter, I could, I could feel the, the emotion through your posts. Yeah. And, um, I've been there too. I've, and, and I, I think, um, there's times, you know, where I, you go through these times in life where you're like, wow, you know, is this the right decision? Is it not? Um, but you just, you, you just sort of feel it through. I mean, even when I was abroad, I just, and I have to say that like you were asking me with dreams abroad, like, and even with global foodie friends, you meet people because they're volunteers, right? You, it's been hard, right? There are moments where it is hard because you meet people that they're volunteers, right? And you're, you're working on a deadline you've got to get it done. And this is, I'm motivated, right? This is because this is, I, I see this through, right? And I know where I'd like it to go. And people are, some people are motivated too, to do this, right? And then there's some that aren't, right? And then there's some that are going through things while they're abroad, right? Because when you're abroad, there's a lot that's happening. And so I have to understand that perspective too, and what's going on over there. And so what, like you said, you were, you were, you had your promotion and you were managing and when you're managing and you're trying to, to get things done and it's, you know, you know, moment by moment and you're time crunching and you've got to get things done. It's very challenging, you know? Yeah, um, it really is. And so I would have to say that I'm, I'm so grateful for everything that I've learned. I think through this part of my life, um, Dreams Abroad has been such a blessing. I'm looking forward. I think what I've learned the most, it's been very challenging, but the biggest reward so far from it has been just recently I had one of the, she, she ended up becoming an alumni. She did a few pieces and wrote, and then she was going through some difficult times. She's been in Spain for, you know, a, a while, but she was going through, you know, challenges. When you're an expat, you go through challenges. Um, she actually wrote me and said, hey, I'm coming back to the U.S. Can I list Dreams Abroad? And this has happened several times. Can I list Dreams Abroad as a reference on my resume? and list the pieces because I'm proud that I wrote them. And that right there to me um, said more than any of those times where I've ever felt like, is this gonna get published? Am I gonna just, <laughs> so I, I know that what we're doing is helping people and that's what I wanna do. <laughs> so the, the, the website's helping people and um, when she comes back to the States and I see her next journey where she gets employed and wherever she's working, um, that's going to mean a lot, you know? So that's, that's really hopefully where I hope that the, the trajectory of dreams abroad will then go into, um, potentially, you know, 
becoming not just a resource, but hopefully a referral site of, you know, helping these expats that, you know, like I said, we don't hold jobs for 10 years, you know, nowadays, right? Hopefully maybe connecting employers with not a LinkedIn, but some sort of like international, you know, maybe helping expats with, you know, mentors slash, I'm not really sure yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that we can work something out where I can get a bunch of people together to help this transition process for expats that are abroad for five or six years um, to, you know, transition back to the States or wherever, if they're in the States back to their home country easier, you know? Well, if there's one thing that I've learned in my journey since I've been trying to build myself up, whether it's the podcast or the blog, is that, and I feel like you touched on this directly and indirectly, is that it takes a lot of passion and drive, regardless of whether you're in Spain or spending a lot of your time at home, like, you're truly you need to put all that other stuff aside and yeah. be focused. You gotta be passionate and driven. That definitely comes through with your mission and the way you talk about dreams abroad. It's Thank you. Amazing. Thank you. It also takes grit too, Mark, right? It does. It, it does. does. It does. It does. Uh, so before we uh, get to the end of our time, mm-hmm. I just want to talk a little bit about uh, Global Foodie Friends. And uh, I've been dying. I know I've been a little bit a part of it here <laughs> and there. But uh, talk about how that got started and uh, okay. maybe what like, are some of your favorite foods. So, yeah, so some of my favorite foods. Okay, I love it. Okay, so favorite foods. One, it's not really a food, but peanut butter is a comfort food, I guess. When I was in Spain, they didn't have peanuts, right? So I, they had like this imitation peanut butter, and then there's American stores that would charge like ten dollars, like for a little thing of peanut butter. So I, I really missed it a lot. Um, peanut butter is by far my favorite. Uh, I don't know what you, it's not a condiment. It's, I don't know what it is, but I love peanut butter on anything. Um, Another favorite food would be, I I love, I love all foods, but I love Italian food. I love pasta. I love, I just was talking about this last week. We had the Italian um, support Italy. So I love, I love pastas. I love um, chicken, any kind of chicken dish. Turkey. I do love a good hamburger. I'm not going to lie. Um, oh yeah. Can't go wrong. I can't go wrong. Right. Um, some, they are saying now that hamburgers aren't the best for you, but as long as you don't eat them every day, what's, it's not going to, it's not going to really kill you. Right. At least every other <laughs> day. Right. <laughs> yeah. So how we, how it got started. Um, I'm going to be honest. I, I had always, I mean, I'm introverted to some to some, I mean, I, I like to write, I, but I, I am extroverted. I, I, am, I do teach, but I always had this anxiety with social media, right? I, I never knew what to, 
put and I never knew what to say or what people would think. And I was like, you know what? One of my goals is going to be, I need to, to get out there and, and figure this out. Right. And so that's when I got on Twitter. Right. I, 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 I was able to express myself a little bit more and I started to put travel pictures out there and I wanted to, I knew that I needed to get out there for dreams abroad. Right. As, as, as a mission. So, um, I, on my Twitter one day, just put a picture of foodie Friday up and I was like, Oh, people like this. This was, you know, it was like hashtag foodie Friday. And, um, then, you know, I, I have noticed, and I'm, I, I will be honest about this. There are some, you know, nice people in that community on Twitter. And then there's some, you know, other very competitive, not nice people. Um, but that's just how social media is. Right. So I decided to, um, not have booty Friday on my page because I'm a very team driven person. It's one thing about me. It's another reason why I wanted to have dreams abroad. I wanted it to be a very team focused website. Um, so I decided that I wanted to have a community where it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about the community, right? Where everyone were, it wouldn't be just on my Twitter page, right? It would be on one page where Mark, you could look in a year from now, you know, about the Italian foodie Friday from yesterday. And if you liked a dish, you can find it from, you know, what was yesterday, April 17th, right? 2020. So I realized, you know, if it's only on my page, then I don't even, didn't even realize, didn't even know if, I just felt like it needed to be in a community. So then I thought about it. And I'm like, well, what would be a good name? And actually Tiffany Pence helped me with that. She, I, I contacted her. I thought that she had some really great, um, you know, knowledge on Mexico and, and actually um, Adam Rogers has also helped with some of it. And so has Matt, um, Matthew, I think you're going to Matthew Hertes in the Canary Islands has also helped with a lot of that. Um, all of us, we got together and um, just sort of started doing the first, you know, five, um, not five, I think it was probably like four or five within 2019. And um, maybe it was more than that. Anyway, it just, it, it took off, you know, it just, it, but, but it, but in a small way, it wasn't like a trending, like I never, I never saw it as I wanted it to trend. I saw it as I wanted it to be a community. Um, and I think it's gotten that way. You know, I think that it's, it's, it's built a, a name for itself and we're a group of people that like to talk about, and I think each person brings in something different right so when i come in i'll bring in you know some humor which is what i like to do tiffany brings in her wine expertise adam definitely brings in um culture to it because right? he was in the un um and then you know matthew will bring in his journalistic perspective other people that come in they everyone just kind of brings in something and it makes it really a community. Not only does the community aspect come through, it feels like a celebration. Every, <laughs> every week when I get that 
in my uh, notifications. It definitely feels like a celebration and <laughs> enthusiasm from everybody who's there. Unfortunately, I can't always I participate because of whatever's going on. But man, I I always look forward to it. And uh, I think you're doing an incredible job with it. Thank you. Especially like everything else. Thank you. Thank you very much. That means a lot. It's, it's been like anything it's, it's volunteering, right? So it's, it's trying to get everybody, you know, corral everybody. Let's go, let's go. And it's, it's, it's fun coming up with topics and it's good. It's been a a great, I've learned a lot. I've, I've learned a lot about different culinary um, festivals and, and different areas of the world. A lot about Indian food. Um, just a, a lot. I've, re- I've really, it's been a really good experience. So, Well, what else has been a good experience has been our time together this afternoon. This has been, <laughs> this has been incredibly fun. interesting and really appreciate you taking out the time and uh, telling me a little bit about the uh, dreams abroad. And it's all stuff I kind of knew a little bit about, but Well, I feel a lot more educated now, and uh, thanks for uh, taking the time out, and uh, if you have any social media or any other way you want people to get a hold of you or follow you, if that's something you want, you can share that now. Yeah, so if, 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 if you're a traveler, if you're a professional that's looking to go abroad and you, you want to know more about how to do that, um, you can come to our website, which is uh, dreamsabroad.org, um, and, and go up to the top into the contact box and send us an email, and we'll be happy to share that with you and, and walk, through, um, walk through the process with you. Um, and then if you want to come to our foodie Friday, you can come to G foodie friends. It's at, or it's at G foodie friends on Twitter. And then we also have global foodie friends on, on Twitter too. And we talk about food and all kinds of fun things. And then it's the same for dreams abroad on Twitter and on um, Instagram. So. All right. Sounds fantastic. And, uh, Looks like that's all the time we have this week. So this was Lisa Truesdell. I'm Mark Schmidt. Thanks for checking out Mark My Words, and I'll be back with a new guest soon. Thanks a lot. Thanks.